Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. And happy Saturday. Welcome into episode number 98 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Streamer. And as always, we're proud to be part of the great OutSports family, OutSports Podcast Network. Find us wherever you can listen to your favorite podcast. We've made it through another year. 2022 is upon us. Saturday, January 1st. Thank you for all of your listenership over the last year. And coming on two years, we started this humble podcast in February of 2020. Remember those halcyon days where the word quarantine seemed foreign? (laughs) Where the idea of like isolating for 10 days because you were sick seemed like you couldn't even wrap your head around it? Remember that? Remember those days? Well, we've come a long way since then, haven't we? So here's to hopefully a brighter 2022. Uh, There's a lot to be pessimistic about in the state of the world, no doubt about it, but I'm always an optimist. That's right. So I'm choosing to be optimistic about what faces us in 2022. And at the least, really, I think over these last two hellacious years, uh, we've all had our perspectives change. I think if you haven't changed personally, reevaluated what you think is important over these last two years, then like, what were you doing with all the free time that you suddenly have had? So here's to a great 2022 for all. Hopefully you've all celebrated the new year in a safe and fun and and, and, and joyous fashion. Uh, Yes, so I want everyone to be entering 2022 on a good note. So this is, well... I'm recording the show on the last day of 2021, but by by the time you hear this, it'll be our first show of 2022, um, kicking off the new year in style. I had a cookie for breakfast this morning, which is uh, something that I have been pondering a bit recently. We accept all sorts of breakfast pastries, right? Donuts, muffins, scones, croissants, you know, all sorts of things. You know, maybe even a slice of coffee cake can be an acceptable breakfast. You know, why not the cookie? Why is the cookie off limits? Uh, That's a question I think Jerry Seinfeld would be interested in answering. Maybe we can have him on the show sometime this this year. But uh, it is our year-end show to look back at 2021, look forward into 2022. And there's no doubt about it. When you look back at the year in LGBTQ sports, uh, it was an historic year. We, of course, had the first active NFL player come out, Carl Nassib. The first active player under an NHL contract came out as well, Luke Prokop. We had at least 186 out Olympians competing in the Tokyo Games, and those numbers should be quite large in the Beijing Games uh, coming up very soon here in early 2022, assuming that all that goes forward as scheduled. So a seminal year, a landmark year. In LGBTQ sports, I think this was the year where the stigma of being out and gay and an athlete, especially in elite-level men's sports, has really started to disappear. Will it lead to more elite male athletes coming out? I don't know, but there's no doubt the stigma is now a thing of the past. So a landmark year for LGBTQ sports. And every year at OutSports, we have our year-end awards This year was no different, and I want to take some time here to run through each of our winners and kind of explain how they all fit into 
this narrative about erasing the stigma, the landmark year in sports. Of course, we start with our person of the year, none other than Carl Nassib. We've talked about him ad nauseum on the show since he came out in June, and rightfully so. The NFL is a cultural behemoth. I want to say something like 48 of the top 50 most watched TV shows of 2021 were NFL games. Uh, (laughs) So the NFL rules the world. As I said, it's a cultural institution, and Carl Nassib, the first out active NFL player to come out, and all the barriers he broke, the awareness he raised for the Trevor Project, uh, I think just sensational. And the most sensational thing about Carl Nassib's story is that it wasn't much of a story. I mean, of course, it was huge news when he came out. We've covered it extensively at OutSports because that's what we do. We cover gay, LGBTQ athletes, but... In terms of the greater NFL media, this was not a controversy in training camp. It wasn't like Michael Sam eight years ago where he was showering with his teammates and ESPN ran that ridiculous report about it. I mean, the climate has changed so much in such little time. One of the great ironies of the year is that, as it turns out, John Gruden, the straight head coach for the Las Vegas Raiders, turned out to be a much bigger distraction than Carl Nassib, the out gay player for the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's another part of Nassib's story that cannot be overlooked. Yes, John Gruden was publicly supportive of Nassib when he came out, and I have no reason to believe that John Gruden was discriminatory towards Nassib in any way while he coached him this year. But in October, those emails were leaked where John Gruden is calling Roger Goodell the F-word, throwing gay slurs around left and right. Clearly, it affected Nassib to the point where he had to take a mental health day. And what happens? He's come back. He's posting pictures of him and his boyfriend on his public Instagram account. He's not hiding. uh, And he's playing as the Raiders make a playoff push here in the final couple weeks of the regular season. So Carl Nassib, most deserving of our Person of the Year award uh, will always be part of gay sports history. Our Male Athletes of the Year, we had co-winners, Tom Daly and Sir Lee Pearson, both from the UK. Uh, Pearson, you may not know him, but you should. He is the openly gay Paralympic horseback rider who took home two gold medals at the Paralympics in Tokyo. Uh, He now has a staggering total of 14 gold medals in his stellar Paralympics career to go along with two silvers and a bronze. So can't ignore that kind of success. And he won alongside Tom Daly, who's been one of the most visible out gay athletes in the world since he came out in 2013. He won his first Olympic gold medal this summer alongside partner Maddie Lee in the men's synchronized 10-meter platform diving in Tokyo. So that was a great accomplishment. That alone, Tom Daly's first goal, worthy of male athlete of the year, but what he said after winning the gold medal especially resonated with me, and I think is the real reason why I at least would put him over the top in this award. So Tom Daly, as I said, one of the most visible out gay athletes in the world, takes home his first gold medal in Tokyo, and this is what he says afterwards on the world stage, quote, I feel incredibly proud To say I am a gay man and also an Olympic champion, I feel very empowered by that. When I was younger, I thought I was never going to be anything or achieve anything because of who I was. To be an Olympic champion now 
shows that you can achieve anything. And those are just such incredible words because it really describes the fear that a lot of gay men have, right? I'll expand it to the community. LGBTQ people have while they're young and closeted that if I come out, I will lose my identity. If I come out, I won't be myself anymore. If I come out, I won't be able to achieve the things professionally that I want to achieve. It will hold me back. And Tom Daly is saying the direct opposite of that. He's saying he's feeling empowered by being an out gay man and an Olympic champion. And he's learned that being gay is not a hindrance to what he wants to accomplish, but has actually propelled him to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. So such strong words from Tom Daly undoubtedly inspired so many people around the world. So one of my favorite quotes of the year right there. And that ties nicely into Luke Prokop, who was the male hero of the year. Uh, I was fortunate enough to write up the piece for us this week. And after he came out this summer, he had a similar message. And Prokop, Prokop rather, uh, is an NHL prospect um, with the Nashville Predators. He has not made it to the pros yet. But in a lot of ways, that makes his coming out even more impactful. Because unlike Carl Nassib, who already is an established pro, Luke Prokop is 19 years old. His NHL career hasn't started yet, and yet he came out without fear that it would hold him back. In fact, he came out because, much like Daly, he says he learned it propels him forward. This is what he said after coming out. I think it's been translating a lot into my summer and summer training. I've noticed myself being a lot more confident on the ice. He said this in July. Being able to truly be who I am. This is the best I've ever felt in the summer. And I think a large part of that is due to this process of me coming out. Again, I absolutely love that quote. That's Luke Prokop saying that he's playing the best hockey of his career, not in spite of coming out, but because he came out. Since he is now out, he can put on his skates without a secret lingering over his head. And anybody who's been closeted knows just how mentally taxing it is to hide who you are. It's on your mind all the time. It takes up mental capacity. And as I say, there's only so much room in the brain. And as someone who's constantly anxious and nervous and battles anxiety, when you're in that fight or flight mode, you cannot think clearly. You are not your best. You are distracted and distracted a lot. Being closeted is a big part of that. You can't be your best self personally or professionally, if you have this big secret hanging over your head. And Luke Prokop said it right there when he came out in July. He felt like he was playing the best hockey of his career after he was honest with the world about who he was. The weight, the secret was lifted off his shoulders. And I think that was just a great, great quote. And another reminder that again, coming out is a path to being the best you who you can be. I view myself. I since I came out when I was 20 years old, I've never been better personally. I've achieved fortune enough in a tough journalism industry to achieve professional success. And I, I don't think any of this would be possible if I were still having that secret hanging over my head. Raven Saunders is our female hero of the year. Another one who ties into this theme. She won the silver medal in shot put at the Olympics for Team USA. Uh, she's been very open about her battles with mental health. 
saying she's been within 10 to 15 minutes of ending her life, uh, which also a great trend, not just across LGBTQ sports, but sports in general for the last few years have been athletes speaking openly about their battles with mental health. It's so important. Uh, She wrote on Twitter during the games, I just want to give a shout out to older lesbians. I know many of you weren't allowed to grow up and live in your truth, but you are greatly appreciated. She calls herself a proud flaming gay. So there you go again. I mean, just look at these Olympics. Not only did we have a record number of out athletes, but we had Tom Daly saying that he feels empowered by being a gay man and also an Olympic champion. Notice gay man comes first. And Raven Saunders, who in silver Team USA in the shot put, proudly calls herself a flaming gay. Pretty damn cool. Uh, John Quall Jones is our female athlete of the year, WNBA star for the Connecticut Sun, who of course are coached by out coach Kurt Miller. Uh, she garnered 48 of 49 votes for MVP. That's pretty dominant. She's the first player in WNBA history to win MVP, alongside most improved player and sixth woman of the year. So how's that for an improvement trajectory? Most improved player in 2017, sixth woman of the year in 2018, and now in 2021, pretty much the unanimous MVP. And the WNBA is the pro sports league in the country that uh, pushes out athletes like no other. The number of out athletes, out stars are staggering. We added Candace Parker to the list just a couple weeks ago, and she quickly becomes one of the most accomplished out athletes of all time. Uh, so John Cole Jones, congratulations to her. And the WNBA continues to pave the way forward and shows us, as Megan Rapinoe says, you can't win a championship without gays. Uh, Quinn was our non-binary athlete of the year. They won a gold medal as part of Team Canada. Our trans athlete of the year was Alana McLaughlin, who is the first trans woman to fight in MMA since Fallon Fox seven years ago. I had Fallon Fox on the show uh, early, a few months ago. And when Alana McLaughlin stepped into the MMA ring, she won her first match. So that's pretty damn cool. And our asshole of the year, we do this every year, uh, our asshole of the year are people who misgender trans athletes and weaponize the misgendering of trans athletes. You know who we're talking about. New York Post, Daily Mail, Clay Travis, Fox News commentators, Go on down the line. The Leah Thomas story is a perfect example of this. Uh, as as I've said, that is a complicated story. There's a lot of nuance to it. But I think we can all agree that running pictures of Leah Thomas as a man, dead naming her, uh, is, just, is just mean-spirited. And that's what it comes down to, right? We can have an honest debate about trans athletes and what the proper policies are. Should the NCAA change its rules or you have to be on hormones for a year, which Leah Thomas has done? I mean, that's all well and good. And I know so many trans people in sports who are willing to have those conversations, but they have to be honest conversations. And when you're weaponizing misgendering, when you're dead naming people, you're just being an, an asshole. <laughs> and thus, our asshole of the year are people who misgender and weaponize misgendering trans athletes. So always a great time of year at Outsports end of the year to run our awards. Congratulations to all the award winners except the a-holes of the year. Um, and that leads me back to what I said at the top of the show. Was 2021 a turning point in LGBTQ sports? In so many ways it was. We now have proof 
tangible proof that being openly gay is not a big deal if you are in the NFL, if you are in professional hockey. Go on down the line. We had more professional baseball players come out this year as well. Just look at Carl Nassib. He plays for the Raiders, one of the NFL's premier franchises. He comes out, and in training camp, I don't think he was asked about his sexuality once. And the only time, again, his sexuality was even a real topic this year was when his coach was caught with his anti-gay emails with homophobic slurs. So that is when Nassib's sexuality became a topic this year, not because of him, but because of his coach. So point proven. We have it. You can be openly gay and be in the NFL, and it's it's fine. You're embraced. We ran that great study at OutSports this year that showed the overwhelming majority of out athletes report widespread acceptance from their teammates. That's been true at the high school and college levels for a long time. It's taken a while for it to translate to the pro levels of male sports in particular, but we are now seeing that this year. The experiences of Carl Nassib and others will inevitably lead to more coming out. But I would also say that I think the anxious drumbeat can stop. For so long, you know, I'm 29 years old, and for so much of my life, there's been that question, who will be the first big gay sports star? Is Aaron Rodgers going to come out? You know, is someone of that caliber going to come out? That's what we really need. We really need like an MVP to come out and be gay. And then, oh my goodness, all the discrimination will be gone. All the problems will be solved. And at this point, I'm like, eh. I mean, we're always welcoming more out gay athletes. If someone who's an MVP caliber player is coming out, that would be amazing. But it's also fine if there aren't, because we have proof, again, in Carl Nassib, that you can be out gay and in the NFL and thrive. I mean, we, we have proof across all sports, at least 186 out Olympians, as I mentioned, gold medalists. We know the truth now. So if you want to come out and join the gay party, that's great. If not, that's fine too. Done waiting with bated breath. Don't need you. And as more young athletes come out in high school or college, some of them inevitably will pursue professional careers. They will be drafted. And that's what'll happen. That's what'll happen. And I believe in that more than ever. So yes, this is a turning point in two ways. Number one, again, we have proof especially in elite level male team sports. You can be out and gay and it's fine. And it's also a turning point and it's like, yeah, we're no longer waiting with bated breath because we have the proof that we need. So a seminal year, no doubt about it, in LGBTQ sports. Before I go, one of the big stories coming up in 2022 will be the World Cup in Qatar. That's slated for next November. That's a big story because though Qatar says, yeah, Rainbow flags can fly at the World uh, Cup stadiums. LGBTQ fans will be welcomed with open arms. They're doing this public relations push to show how they are so modernized. But the truth is, homosexuality is still criminalized in Qatar. This holiday season, Qatari authorities took rainbow-colored toys off the shelves, saying they ran antithetical to the kingdom's values. So with that in mind, I wrote a story this week about a petition on change.org 
calling on media organizations to highlight the anti-LGBTQ laws and practices in Qatar. A 15-year-old from the UK started this petition. Her name is Chloe. You can find it on change.org and find her on Twitter, at Qatar22Petition, because if all these media outlets are going to head to Qatar and talk about the supposed about-face that they're having with some of these uh, issues, the people deserve to know the truth as well and not just buy into the empty gestures. So I encourage you to sign that petition if you haven't already. Again, find Chloe on Twitter, at Qatar22Petition. Love the gusto from that kid. And love you all for tuning in. Thank you as always for listening. We'll be back next Saturday. So long and Happy New Year.